Hey, my name's Amanda, I'm from Scotland, and you're listening to the Urban Pamcast with Abby Dowd and Luke Binns. Well, here we are. <laughs> Hello, we're back, and uh, we're back on the same time length, wavelength thing. Well, closer. Well, we're not in the same wavelength, Luke, seeing as you're in England and I'm in the great state of Ohio. We're still five hours apart, but we're not 18 hours apart, which is... Yeah, um, we've, uh, so, to, I guess to the listeners, we've had, um, well, I mean, Abby's had a, a sabbatical. Look, <laughs> let's go with sabbatical. Uh, we've had a bit of a hiatus. It was my fault. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but we're back now, back in the swing of things, and you know, there's only one way to start. Just get the show rolling. Uh, and that's with our... Yeah, the show rolling, the drinks uh, flowing. In case anyone's wondering, the current time here right now is 8.19 in the morning. And it's my turn to do the beer sampling. And I'm going to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm home. And I didn't, I wasn't prepared like I normally am. So what did I do? I scuttled over to the fridge. Because as we know, the lesbians, Jenny and Susan, my mom and my stepdad, they, they tend to have some beer just in case people come over and wouldn't you know it, it seems like they are really big uh, supporters of Shock Top. This is a Shock Top Honeycrisp Apple Wheat. It sounds easy to drink, which is lucky given the fact that it's before 8.30 a.m. All right, here we go. I've opened it. I mean, if you're going to drink a beer before 8.30 in the morning, this is a great option. It, it almost tastes like um, like it could be an apple-flavored pancake. This is a Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with cider and spices with natural Honeycrisp apple flavor and other natural flavor. 5% alcohol by volume, so yet again, more than you ever drink, Luke. Yeah, that's it. It's great. I really like it. I'm trying to detox myself right now, so obviously it's... Nice. Get it down here. And uh, I guess let's get on with the show. So, yeah, I mean, it's quite hard to debrief because you've been off like a month. Uh, people have been asking me, when's your next episode? Where is it? What are you doing? I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Better I'm sorry. I've been, this is the thing. I've been off the map. What happened, as you know, is that I made a very rash decision. My time in Australia was coming to a very, very quick end. And I made a very rash decision to just book a trip for the last two and a half weeks of it. Um, and that was to go up the East Coast, starting in Noosa, which is about... Yeah. Two hours north of Brisbane, mm-hmm. Noosa up to Cairns. And um, the people on this trip, look, I are very young. I would say the yeah. average age is like 20. <laughs> so I'm 25. Mm-hmm. And so, look, it was a lot of fun. But, again, I was virtually the oldest person at, at most times, if not the oldest person. And in my room were these these two people. One was from Leeds, actually. Um, the other was an English girl as well, not from Leeds. Wouldn't you believe it? We had everything was the same. Like, every activity we were doing, every bus we were taking, everything matched up. So I ended up being with them the whole time. Um, and then another girl as well. And, look, it was like a little crew. But the thing is, I don't I don't want to tell you this, but I'm going to have to. You know what they called me? Mom. <laughs> 18 and two 20-year-olds. Me! Mom! I was mom on the trip. Can you imagine that? Never in my life have I been given that type of responsibility in any group I've ever been in. Well, no, I mean, like, there's, like... People used to work with in Australia, or even even back here in Leeds, um, like even supervisors and stuff, are like twenty years old, and I'm like, 
Whoa. <laughs> You're like, I, know, I know it must be even more hard for you, given our their age gap. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what? I will admit this. Hanging out with the sub sub twenty one year old crowd, it made me feel like I was sub twenty one again. Why? Because the amount of goon I consumed on this trip. Yeah, the youngsters. And goon for all goon. of you for all of you that don't know is essentially boxed wine, Franzia in the state, if you will, only worse. Like I don't know what and it's like radioactive. Yeah. When you like, drink this, um, you become subhuman. I'm not joking. I don't know what it is, but it's it's disgusting, but it, alcohol in Australia is quite expensive, but this is the cheapest you can go. You can get, like, five liters for, like, $12. Cheapest chips, yeah. Because I never yeah. did it, but when I, when I went, when I traveled the East Coast first time, I never, um, I must have been a fancier backpacker. I never really delved into the, uh... Flash packer. The goon world. How old were you when you did it? When was this? Like, I was 22, 21, 22. See, you're the perfect age. Uh, so I was like... It was a throwback when I went to Melbourne this time. I was like, ooh, better have, a, better have one of these goon that the, the children are all drinking. It's a classic trying to relive your youth. You know when your parents are, like, trying to impress your friends and they, like, are doing it? I feel like that's what you were like, oh, the kids are drinking goon. Yeah. You, Let me get all these the, whippersnappers. <laughs> I, dropped my, I dropped my phone in a stream, Abby. Oh, no. You've gone from purgatory straight to hell. How did this happen? <laughs> So I was like, I was on the phone at the time, and I was walking my dog, and I took her across the fields, and there's like a little stream, like, and we had to jump over, and my dog's quite small, so she was like eyeing it up, and she, she doesn't really like water, and she was about to jump, and I was on the phone, and I'm just chatting along, you know, and just as she like, she like bolts all of a sudden, and like yanks the, like the lead out of my hand, and as I do that, I go, Wah! and I drop, <laughs> I drop the phone into no, it, completely no. submerged in the water. No. And like, so the conversation to the person on the other side would have just been like, yeah, so just la la la, and then just heard all this, <laughs> b- b- no, 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 <laughs> just all this horrible swearing, like, and then I got a message like saying, oh, is, you know, is everything okay, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> so your phone's uh, fine? And my phone, it was working, but I just couldn't hear any sound. So anyway, I did the old um, submerged. The old rice trick? The old rice trick. That works. It did. I, I put it in like um, I put it in like this, like a Tupperware of rice. Put a bag over it. Twenty four hours. Tell you what, it was right as rain. You won't even know. So it's like coming home. So I tried to tell Susan, my stepdad Susan, can you sort this out, please? I want to surprise my mom. So I made up a lie that I was going to New Zealand because my friend Faith is going to New Zealand. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to New Zealand for like three weeks. I might go to Bali, as if I have this type of money. As if. <laughs> I get home. So my sister says, oh, mom, I have these flowers for you in my trunk, like a family friend had given um, that was meant to be for her birthday. And she's like going on and on like, oh, my God, I don't, these flowers aren't going to like look right in the garden. It's too soon. She can't get over it. So then all of a sudden I spring out of the trunk. She virtually has a heart attack. It's really nice, actually. But then do you know what? That I'm home. That I've like come home to surprise her. It's like, I was just going to be so mad if those flowers were in the car. Yeah. I didn't want to plant them. I was going to, the entire night, Luke, I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. Oh, so we're sitting there. It was all about the flowers. I'm like, Mom, can we not focus on the flowers for a second? Can we take a second to realize that I'm home for the first time in a year? Like, I'm home. Let's make America great again. I'm running for president. You know, just because I'm off the map does not mean that 
the political sphere stop spinning. Kicking back in with the news after a long break and the ever-increasing dictatorship-style despot Donald Trump. This slice of controversy was surely his chosen subject on Mastermind. Women. That's right, he sensationally stated women should be punished if they sought abortions, yelled the pro-life Republican runner. But then, out of the norm, he backpedalled in a huge U-turn, saying that, OK, maybe not women be punished, agreed, that is harsh. But in fact, the doctors should be held responsible. The controversy wheel rolls on. Still in the raging red corner, Ted Cruz last week spoke on Jimmy Kimmel Live and said he's not only running for president, but would also be running Donald Trump over. And, and if I were in my car and getting ready to reverse and saw Donald in the backup camera, <laughs> I'm not confident which pedal I put. Also, if that was a bit rash, then just smooth it over with a homicide joke. Favorite cereal? Cereal killer or cereal? <laughs> And finally, Bernie Sanders, the man, back with the surge. Last week saw him give another rousing speech. And what got in the media this week? The fact that a small bird took flight and landed right on the Bernie Sanders campaign, literally. It flew down and perched on top of the lectern in the biggest symbol of peace gesture since that dove returned from a sabbatical with an olive branch for Noah. But what's great about this story is that it's completely visual and pointless on the airwaves. But I thought, f*** it. So here it is, in all its unconventional radio form. I think, I think there may be some symbolism here. Breathtaking stuff. After a several week hiatus, baby, we are back and I'm at it for the first time in the motherland. That is correct. I am in the United States of America. Current location, Austin, Texas, where the city motto is, keep it weird. Question of the week. What is the difference between a Democrat and a Republican? Let's see if I can get a little weird and get some answers. Believe it or not, I'm here with my mother uh, about to do a phonics program. Hello. And what happens? There's a Pez convention here. And right now, wouldn't you believe it, I'm with the king of the Pezes from 2015. Yes. What's your name? Aaron LeMay. And Aaron, can you just explain to me kind of what's going on right now? So this year we're having ATX, which is the Austin, Texas Pez convention second gathering. What do you know? Do you know the difference between a Democrat and Republican? And what are your thoughts? So, yes, I do. This is from Mr. Pez America, everybody, just, just so you know. So, yes, I do know the difference between Democrat and Republican. However, I would not like to publicly, that is publicly endorse any candidate at this point. I am not feeling the burn, and I am not a Hillary supporter, nor am I a Cruz supporter. So, there's really... One other person that's left, and that's who I support. And it's well, I Kasich doesn't even count. So, but the differences that I see is Democrats want to give everybody everything, and Republicans want to kind of wheel it back and let you know people actually take responsibility for their own actions, you know, and work for their money. 
That's what I have to say. And you heard it here first, folks. Mr. Pez USA. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, what's your favorite Pez dispenser? A pony. Um, a pony. A pony. And from Mr. Pez USA, his favorite Pez, I guess, dispenser is? A pony. Yeehaw. You heard it here first from Austin, Texas, everyone. <laughs> So there you have it. The difference between Democrats and Republicans um, from the viewpoint of the king of the Pezes uh, and with his unofficial, you know, sponsorship of the Donald. I thought I was going to get a little weird on Austin, but you know what? God damn it. Austin got weird on me. So there you have it, folks. This week, I've taken on the Republican Party. Uh, I'll be taking on the Democratic Party, and we're basically... Looking at the different policies between them, a party, political, pub quiz kind of way. Yeah. So what we're doing, we're both just going to go over a little bit of like policy things for each party and just compare and contrast what is the difference. Instead of boring you with a lecture like you would sit there in high school, we have made it a game. Exactly. And again, five rounds. And um, I guess why don't we just kick it off? I'm on team blue. You're on team red. Head to head. Here we go. So round one, so I'm the Republican Party, foreign policy in five words, let's have some more war. <laughs> oh my god, I've taken a different route. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm cackling. Right, well, that, that's all pretty all encompassing, isn't it? I think um, that pretty much is the crux of it, that's well, what they're saying. I, I, I took that a little bit more literally, as in... <laughs> Five words that each mean something, <laughs> as opposed to the sentence, but that's fine. Okay, my five words. Count them. One, targeted. Two, limited manpower. That's three. And then the final two, worldwide cooperation. Wow. Wow. Right. That's so, yeah, so that, that's it, really. I think that really breaks it down. It's not simple, like maybe some of the views in my policy for the seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess basically the Democrats, again, targeted, limited manpower, worldwide cooperation. For example, we support the UN. Your 10 seconds starts now. Uh, government regulation and oversight, strong government involvement, federally funded, affordable and accessible to all. Oh, you did it with, uh, with two seconds to spare. Sometimes you don't need 10 seconds. If it makes sense. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mine's, again, this one's probably my week around. Ten seconds on health care for the Republican Party and go. All right, so basically the Republicans, they uh, they want you to invest more into the private sector rather than giving free health care for all. And done. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, did you have more to say? Because no, that was it. That was all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. You know what it is? It's pretty it's true. simple. Now you know. This is the fairy tale round. Again, it's on social issues and programs. We either took fairy tale and adopted it to um, social issues. This is the democratic take on social issues and social programs entitled Jack and Bill, as opposed to Jack and Jill. Jack and Bill went up the hill to fetch a marriage certificate. <laughs> on the way up, they said, what's up? To the nice people at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> they then passed the group, all sat on a stoop, who were patiently awaiting background checks to own and operate firearms. <laughs> <laughs> as, 
As they got to the top, they had to stop to appreciate a society based on community and social programs. <laughs> Welfare, unemployment benefits, food stamps, and Medicaid. Oh, my. Can't you see? Helping each other is the way to be. They both screamed, wahoo, and then said, I do, and then lived happily ever after. Oh, nice. There was no tumbling down the hill for those guys. Just so well, they, they, got they got married. So as you can see, what I'm talking about here, Democrats are pro- um, gay marriage, pro-choice, very pro-choice. They're very, very pro-gun control. And then all those other, those other things I mentioned. There was rhymes in there, and it was a well-known fairy tale. Very good, um, good, strong, strong for Mary. We take Luke's fairy tale on social issues and programming from the Grand Old Party. So I've taken the fairy tale of the three little pigs. So once upon a time, there were three little pigs. They all wanted to build little houses in the grand old land of America. But then along came a big, bad Republican wolf. He went to the first house um, where Pablo was living. Pablo was Mexican uh, pig. And the big, bad wolf threatened to, to, to blow his house down, basically, and said, you know, get out. Pablo was obviously frightened. He had nowhere to go. But the wolf decided that he would level with Pablo and build a reinforced wall <laughs> at Pablo's house. So he didn't blow his house away, but he did build a reinforced wall and charge him for, the, for the, basically the cost of that wall. So Pablo was safe, but a prisoner of his own home. So the wolf <laughs> a bit annoyed about that, so he set off down the road again where he came and to um, pig number two's house, where Percy lived. Now he was about to, and he saw at the top of the chimney was a rainbow flag flying. The, the big uh, Republican wolf didn't take too kindly to this, didn't like it at all. So he he knocked on the door and threatened to blow his house down. Percy came out and pleaded and said, "Hey, is it okay? I, I want to live with my partner in this house together. As one, uh, we want to get married." And the wolf was having absolutely none of it, <laughs> so proceeded to blow the house away. Luckily for Percy, he skipped on down the road uh, to, a, to a nearby house to, to get some refuge. That's where he bumped into his old friend, Pistol Pete. Ah. <laughs> the big bad Republican wolf then uh, knocked on this uh, Pistol Pete's door and goes, look, I know you're harbouring Percy, I've just met before, and what's your deal as well? I'm going to blow your house down. Pistol Pete said, I'll be right out. And then he came out with two loaded guns and said he wanted to exercise his right to own guns and defend his property. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to protect himself. So he sheltered Percy, uh, Percy in his house and in a perfectly legal act, stepped out of his house and blew the big bad wolf away with two rounds of boys. And they lived happily ever after, sort of. You know, like I, I don't know if the immigration was part of a social program, but I appreciated it. The Second Amendment's running strong. I mean, wow. But it was entertaining. Immigration. So we have one word for immigration. You've got one word. A compound word. My word is yellow brick road. That's not a word. That's three words. It's a compound word. Fine. Okay, I told you I came equipped with a second word just in case. Pathway. As soon as you have two options, I'll tell you my two options. I first one, wall. Exactly. See that? See? Well, if you don't want that, my other one is simply no. 
There we have it. No. Yeah, so I think that's pretty self-explanatory. The Democrats are for a pathway to um, citizenship. And And, uh, (laughs) Republicans aren't, basically. So this brings us to our final round, the coveted rap round, where we've we've wrapped education. So we've pre-recorded these raps, and this is the first either of us. (laughs) All right, come on. When it comes to school and learning cool, the best solutions are tech institutions. Learn some trades, forget these grades, not these college and arts, but hey, that's just for starts. The student loan is making us moan. Don't borrow from the gov, we don't feel the love. If you want a lecture, get your cash from the private sector. Better still, if you want an educational thrill, then F the state and try and contemplate being alone and learning from home. (laughs) I'm impressed. Look, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think you were going to pull it out. So I'll have everybody know, I'm a big fan of 8 Mile. I've watched it many times. Lukey B versus Abby D. Here we go, here we go. I'm going to be, uh, I think my rap name will be L Plate. L Plate. <laughs> yeah, this song is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I would amount to something. To all the parents who are hustling so they can send their kids to college, just trying to afford the opportunity for their sons and daughters. And all the students in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? Ha! We got to reform, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a scheme College so expensive, it's obscene Kids 80 grand in debt up in the uni scene Gotta make the cost fall Make it more affordable for students Come one and all They work around the clock till interest rates drop Private sector won't do any federal funding on lock That's it And then just ends <laughs> Yeah, it does, I couldn't keep going I was trying to sort out how I could write How I could get in um, How they want to refinance student loans But it was just too hard yeah. It's just too hard. Okay. I know. Look, I know it's an abrupt ending, but it's very difficult to try to write I, over Biggie Smalls. It is. It's just I, difficult. I mean, I don't know. I thought for a second there, I thought it was Lauren Hill uh, was uh, was telling me about education. Um, yours intense is like a full produced. Uh, you know. Well, I just I just rap from my heart. You know what I mean. I was going to do. I use my I, uh, I use my rhymes against humanity to spread the uh, to spread my. <laughs> Despite my uh, educational flames. <laughs> Thank you for calling me Lauren Hill. I'm also taking that as a gigantic, gigantic compliment. If you, you were in school, probably wouldn't learn it this way. <laughs> no, you're the Arabic Palmcast. We like to keep it simple. Yeah, there you go. Have that. It's time to play uh, the favorite What's That Noise game. And this week with a twist. Yeah, we've Name. got a live guest playing uh, What's That Noise? <laughs> Name. Bruce, my name is Bruce. <laughs> so, Abby, you're going to shut your eyes so you don't know. Because it's a live round, we'll do three... He gets three attempts to drop it, and that is it. Go. Oh. Ooh. Okay, go again. <laughs> another drop? One yeah. more. Yeah. Can you hear it as well? Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> this game is much more intense right now because it's happening directly next to me. I know, because it's happening now. The final one. All right, is it hidden? Right. I think I know. Okay. What do you think it is? I think it's a pair of scissors. No, absolutely not. I 100% disagree. Well, I'm going to be honest. What I what I initially was thinking was like, <laughs> it sounds like a toy, like a little toy falling, but I don't know if this is from my house, if we have any little toys around. you got to think with your ears, Abby, not with your eyes. It's not. <laughs> a, 
I know exactly what it sounds like, but unless you've been like rummaging through my shit, I don't know if it would be. I have these little balls that my mom gave me that you put inside your shoe so they don't smell bad anymore. <laughs> and that's exactly what it sounds like. I thought, I thought it could have been maybe a pen as well. I thought it could be like a Lego, a Lego something in like a ball form. So it's something I round. Like I think it's something round. Round attached to it. Um, I'm just gonna go with that odor ball thing. Okay, <laughs> got odor ball. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go scissors. I guess Bruce just maybe puts out of our misery. What is it? It is in what? fact some sort of pine cone. What the? F- a pine cone. Well, that does explain the roundness. Damn it. Oh, no. Very good, Bruce. Boulders, and we didn't know. What's that noise? Woo. Thanks, Bruce. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Very welcome. I'm Abby D. And I'm Lukey B. <laughs> <laughs>